You're listening to Slow Theology, Simple Faith for Chaotic Times, with A.J. Swoboda and E.J. Gupta. This is just going to be a short episode. We used to do these podcast shorts, and I thought it'd be fun to do here at the end of the year because, A.J., you and I love books. We love a lot of stuff. Uh, You love eggnog, and uh, I love Oreos, but we also love books. And so I thought it'd be fun to do kind of year and review of some books either we've read or are currently reading that we recommend to our listeners. I just pulled a stack off my shelf, a little bit ad hoc, but all books I am excited about really enjoy. So let me start. I'll just do four, and maybe you can do a handful as well. A uh, new book, um, all these are, uh, most of these are biblical studies or church history, a uh, book by Ann Jervis called Paul and Time. She has a new take on Paul's view of time, specifically time in Christ, and uh, love it. It's a little bit hefty academically, so you have to, as I like to say to my students, you have to eat your Wheaties, mm-hmm. but I highly recommend that. It's going to be one of those big splash books on Paul over the next six months or a year. My blog, Cruxola, gave out a Book of the Year award to Holly Carey's book, Women Who Do, Female Disciples in the Gospels. This is a good companion text to my book, Tell Her Story, uh, and Amy Peeler's book on women, the gender of God. So this one's called Women Who Do, Female Disciples in the Gospels. Love this book. A church historian of late antiquity, uh, Nadia Williams, wrote a really clever book called Cultural Christians in the Early Church. A Historical and Practical Introduction to Christians in the Greco-Roman World. This is basically like, we have this idea that the early Christians were perfect. They're basically saying, here are some cultural Christians who said they were Christian, but didn't live out a Christian lifestyle and how the church had to call them out. And it's basically a mirror from the ancient world to show us our own hypocrisy and flaws. And the scholar tends to cover that kind of second to fifth century, second to sixth century sort of era. Really, really good book, really fun read, but also very learned and a good kind of holiday book for you. One of my favorite authors, and I assume AJ, one of yours, Fleming Rutledge, Yes, who's written, who's a preacher and very academically knowledgeable and um, just a dynamo. Um, She published in a series, a liturgical series called The Fullness of Time. She wrote on Epiphany. And if you don't know what Epiphany is, because AJ here is Pentecostal. And I'm kind of middle church Westland. And so I'm getting more familiar with the liturgical tradition. But Epiphany is the is the church uh, season right after Christmas. And it gets you to Lent. So think about um, kind of the journey after Christmas. Uh, and she wrote a little book that's going to be kind of a devotional, a uh, little bit more than that. And I've already started reading it. It's classic Fleming, a little fiery. Uh, but also soul filling. So I recommend, I, I was kind of begging for this on social media. I was, I was uh, longing for it and, and, a, and a very nice friend actually sent it to me in the mail. So um, next I'm going to say, I've been longing for a million dollars. So if someone could send that to me, but in the meantime, read Epiphany by Fleming Rutledge published by IVP. What about you, AJ? Do you have some books that you read that stand out in your mind or you're reading or you really desperately want to read? Yeah. Um, so this has been a weird year for me, Nijay. I'm almost ashamed to say this, but I'm going to be a, a bold, vulnerable person and say um, that this last year, um, I have not read near as much as I wish I did. And sure. it, we all go through years where that's the case. And I want to say that because there are people listening 
who wish they read a lot more. And I want to mm-hmm. say, you're okay. It's okay if we have some down years. It's okay. You're and identifying with them. I'm identifying okay. with you because this year has been a lot of work teaching and building a program and writing that re- reading just for the sake of reading has, has been has been not what I want it to be. I have read a lot this year because I've, I've needed to do a lot of writing and teaching. Uh, but the books that stand out uh, that I would, by way of recommendation, uh, would would mention are number one. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a simple book, but it's it's called Anonymous uh, by mm. Alicia Cole, C H O L E, and it's about the quiet years of Jesus, the thirty years of anonymity, wow. um, the hidden years of Jesus, and it, it's such a cool. You know, you know, Jesus had thirty years of quietness before he comes wow. out to live as the Messiah, and what's interesting is in the three years of his public ministry, he never references his 30 years of silence. Yeah. So it's a, it's a book about entering the obscurity of Jesus. Really, really cool like that. Uh, read. Another book is more academic. It was actually uh, connected to a PhD dissertation, uh, but Michael Robb wrote a book called The Kingdom Among Us, and it is mm. a to-date, the comprehensive look at Dallas Willard's theology. Mm. It is it is basically a, a systematic theology of Dallas Willard. It wow. is mind bending. He brings together. He did his PhD dissertation on this, and then this is a popularized version. Rob does basically a uh, a, a ten from ten thousand feet all of Dallas Willard's uh, uh, work, and it's mind numbing. It's required reading for anybody uh, that is a Dallas Willard uh, person. Uh, and then I would say. Uh, a third book, which is an academic book, I actually had a conversation with him this last week. I'm I'm a sucker for really good charismatic theology when I find it. Uh, Stephen <laughs> uh, Felix Yeager wrote a book yeah. called Renewal Worship that came out this last year, uh, and it's it's basically a, a, a charismatic theology of worship, and it's so good. Um, good. So it's it's basically a, a picture of. So, but but a lot of this year, um, I've been reading a lot of. Uh, folks like going through again the second time going through all of Eugene Peterson's library, all of Dallas Willard's library. Um, I've been getting into um, the work of a guy named Gil Biley, who is a a Catholic philosopher. He's kind of an apologist, brilliant, brilliant thinker. Um, obviously, Marva Dawn died a couple years ago. I've mm-hmm. been reading rereading some of her works, um, and I always like to. C.S. Lewis always said that you haven't really read a book until you've read it a couple times. You don't really love a book. So I'm, I'm actually at the stage where I'm starting to reread some of the things that yeah. I've read that have fed my soul uh, and coming coming back to it. Um, so those are at least a couple of the things that that I've gotten into uh, in in the last uh, in the last year. I have many things that I want to read uh, this year, um, but actually this has been a year of saying no to a lot of things. I feel like I'm starting to get to the point in my reading journey where I'm a lot wiser about what I read. I don't read anything. I read wisely. Um, And that's important for me because it used to be that I would read anything that was in front of me. And I want to be wise in, 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 in time and space. I can't do it all. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to like seem all like, you know, celebrity or anything, but you and I both do a lot of book endorsements. um, And, you know, we say yes to things. We say no to things. But the funny thing, as I've gotten into doing this more and more, is in a given year, I'm reading a lot of things that won't come out for a year or two. Mm, yeah, because <laughs> I'm yeah. reading, I'm reading things that'll come out, you know, yeah. later. And so I've already read it; it's already influenced my thinking. But the public's not going to touch it for another year. Um, so it's kind of funny. Uh, as I've been doing that more, 
uh, I've been reading published books less because <laughs> mm, oh, I just have so much time. You want to you want to support your colleagues. You want to support up and coming scholars who need the support. You want to be involved in big projects um, as you're saying yes or no to publishers. Um, you have relationships with editors and you want to do right by them and, and the publishers that you work with. So it's kind of funny. A lot of the books that have influenced me this year uh, haven't come out yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a kind of foretaste of the future eschatology of reading, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is the mark of a good reader is that you recognize you cannot read everything, and that's okay. God give yeah. us give us a limited uh, a limited mind. We can't we can't do it all, and to not beat ourselves up for not being the readers that we wish we wish we were. Um, yeah, well, um, this next year, I hope you read a lot, Nijay, uh, but I also <laughs> hope you listen a lot um, and mm-hmm. listen to the people around you and listen um, listen, listen to some books too. And um, But there's a lot of ways to be formed. Reading is one of them. And you've got some books coming out. I do too. And we're, we both got to endorse each other's works. And it's almost like we like each other's stuff. So good job, <laughs> Nijay. That's right. Um, and and just, to, just to tout podcasts, that's a great way to stay up to date on the book world through good book review kind of podcast. We don't do that here as much. We did have uh, the big, the big uh, Tom Wright uh, on our show as our, our one and only guest, but I love listening to some of our favorite podcasts that have authors on really value that AJ you're all over the place speaking on podcasts about your work, really love and value that. So yes, to listeners uh, read, listen, and uh, take the time to let those books sink in and enjoy them. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year.